podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about everything that is merry and bright and also the things that are just a little bit well, dull, about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that you would find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, and especially those during the holiday season. And just to not confuse anybody, it's Christmas in July, guys. Right. Yay! So it counts as the holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know about you, Hannah, but I am... not really feeling the Christmas spirit here in July. Uh, from your quarantine closet recording studio, you're not feeling it? <laughs> not so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll have glimmers, sure. I suppose. But ultimately, it's just sort of like the days bleed. The days bleed. The year is a dumpster fire. I actually saw somebody has made stickers that just are a dumpster fire and they say 2020 in them um it's just i feel like you know i i feel like we like our our role is to be as like the break from it all yeah that's you do what you can and then occasionally come and like take a break and listen to our stupid podcast I have to say I do appreciate our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just like sometimes you need a break and it's totally, totally fine to take one, especially if it means that you're going to continue fighting the good fight longer. Yeah. So. That yeah. is true. We have to recharge ourselves in order to be of service to the rest of yeah. the universe. So Exactly. This has been a self-care corner with Hannah and Katie. Yeah. yeah. Make make sure every, you're taking care of yourself, both physically and mentally and emotionally. And, uh, you know, we're here for the mental slash emotional bit because we can't help you with the physical. One kiss means forever the Zumba class. <laughs> oh, God, I would be terrible. Coming at you soon. <laughs> Okay, so for our Christmas in July. I think this is our final Christmas in July. I think this I is think the last is. July episode, guys. So we'll go back to your regular scheduled non-Christmas programming next But time. don't worry. Christmas programming will start in two months. <laughs> right. We've got a couple months to, like, pretend it's fall slash Halloween. <laughs> Yay. Which, actually, I really, I love, I love the fall Hallmark movies. Yeah, almost I, as much as Christmas movies, if not more. Yeah, um, there's a few that I really want to uh, do at some point. All right, anyway. yeah, so what do we got, mm-hmm. Hannah? So uh, we're going to talk about a movie from November 24th, 2017 on the Hallmark Channel called Finding Santa. Yay! I guess Where'd he, he go? Was. <laughs> I don't know where he went. He disappeared like a reverse elf um <laughs> he went to the south pole <laughs> not really at all anyway so uh this is a long one from the hallmark channel here uh, but this is what they say about this movie grace 
A single woman who lives and breathes Christmas 365 days a year has been in charge of her small New England town's famous Christmas parade since she moved back home and took over for her late parents' Christmas store. I don't think she moved away, but that's okay. When the long-standing Santa in the parade, Tom, falls and hurts himself, Grace is on a mission to find the perfect replacement in time for the televised broadcast. The only option is Tom's son, Ben, who hates Christmas. Caveat, no, he doesn't. As Grace (laughs) and Ben come together in their festive hometown, she inspires him to find his Christmas spirit, while he inspires her to follow her dreams. And it stars Jodie Sweeten from Full House and Eric Winter. Those are... Two kind of like holiday esque names to me, Eric Winter, yeah. and then like Jody Sweeten. Yeah, right. It's like is sweet. It's almost a Hallmark Hallmark, but they're real names. <laughs> I know it's so funny. So Jody Sweeten plays Grace Long, a young woman left running her family's year-round holiday store in her hometown of Green River, Connecticut, after the death of her parents. This store, over the past 50 years, has made the town into sort of a Christmas destination, complete with a Santa school, which is a school to teach the art of being a mall-slash-town-slash-parade, or whatever you wanted to go, um, Santa. Santa school. And they're famous for a Christmas Eve parade. Um, So as the owner of the holiday store, Grace is also in charge of the parade, which is making its golden anniversary on TV. It's very exciting. It is exciting. Uh, So Tom White runs the Santa school and is known to be the best Santa in the country, which is part of what makes Green River and their parade special. Um, I'm not sure who had decided he was the best, but I think it's like just known. Um, It is known. Yeah. Uh, So he takes Santa-ing very seriously. (laughs) Like, like to a level that's crazy. Uh, But with only about a week before the parade to go, he falls and breaks his arm, making it absolutely impossible for him to be Santa. They can't have a parade, especially a televised parade without a Santa. So Grace needs to find a new one. Stat. Also, why can't Santa have a broken arm? Somebody explain this to me. That is my question (laughs) as well. I don't understand why he can't sit in a parade float and wave with his other arm. (laughs) Because I think it's his left arm that is broken. So the right arm to wave with is fine. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd, like... Clearly, we don't want him to be hurt too badly, but maybe he should have been hurt a little bit worse. Um, So the only trained Santa that is potentially available that could possibly do this parade, um, as good as they train them there at the Santa school, is Tom's son, Ben, played, played by Eric Winter. Um, So Ben has felt pressure to follow in his father's footsteps and become a Santa, but he really wants to live his own life. So he moved to Boston to become a writer, and he won't come back and do this one thing for his parents and his hometown for a day at Christmas (laughs) at all. Right. He just flat out refuses. Grace is determined to get Ben into the Santa suit. Her only other option is the mayor's son, Clint, and he is just terrible 
<laughs> so she drives up to Boston to convince Ben personally. Uh, her plea doesn't move him, though, so she decides to play dirty as he is a rideshare driver to pay the bills because, you know, riding doesn't pay, uh, and hires him to drive to the train station. But wait, didn't I say she drove to Boston? Yes, I did. And Grace changes the destination to get Ben to drive her all the way back to Green River. So Carr is still in Boston. Um, and I'm very confused by this because, like, where can you park where you feel comfortable leaving your car that long? But also, like, it's not going to bankrupt you to just leave your car there forever. The whole money is no object thing is something we, we're, we're going to talk about in our in in <laughs> yeah. later. Oh, for so. Sure. Put a pin in that. <laughs> so arriving in Green River, Ben is still not open to the idea of being Santa, even though he clearly remembers all of his training. He knows how to say Merry Christmas in Gaelic off the top of his head. Like he just, that's part of his training is learning languages and other things that we'll come to find. Right. Because Santa should be able to say Merry Christmas to any child in their native language. It is so true. Um... <laughs> Yes, I think of Miracle on 34th Street where he sings to that little German girl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, even though he is not open to the idea of being Santa, he is having a good time hanging out with Grace and decorating cookies. And this is where he learns that Grace is actually quite a talented artist. Um, when he informs Grace that he'll be returning to Boston the following day, she explains she needs to come too because, you know, the car. <laughs> um, and he's like, what? Whatever. Um, so back up the I-95, they go. Uh, so about halfway back to Boston, they run into a major unpredicted snowstorm. Oh, no. And apparently the visibility is so bad that they have to stop at a friend's house for the night. And while there, Ben and Grace are starting to, like, really like each other and in the morning when one of the friend's kids turns up to have a fever um so the parents are like no you can't go see santa because i mean really like contagion here um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know what sending sick sick kids out to meet santa will do yes. um ben finally like dons the santa suit uh of his own accord, it's his own plan, and makes the children really happy by visiting them at home. Um, and Grace is like, ooh, maybe? And he's like, nah, sorry, not going to do it. Which is, you know, weird, but, like, and Grace is, like, freaking out because the parade is, like, the following day. Yeah. So at this point, Ben is just sort of, like, poo-pooing on the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the roads north are still not clear, so Ben agrees to bring Grace back down to Green River so she doesn't miss the parade. After all, she still needs a Santa, and the TV producers are trying to get a hold of her and make sure that things are okay. Plus, um, Ben is feeling kind of good about having played Santa. You might even say that his heart, or maybe other things, have grown three <laughs> sizes thanks to Grace. Uh, they arrive back in town and find Tom trying to teach Clint how to be Santa. And Clint is not taking it seriously. And Ben is actually quite upset about how nonchalant and terrible Clint is. Yeah. So Ben agrees to accompany Grace to her friend's ugly sweater party that night. Uh, and this is basically a date complete with like 
the photo booth montage and slow dancing. Um, and Ben agrees to be Santa for Grace. Yay! It's unclear if it's because of Clint or because he likes Grace, but or maybe both. A little bit so, of both. So Grace is super grateful, and um, because girl is who she is, I think, she just starts telling everyone. <laughs> and in doing so, Ben overhears her say that she'd do anything to make the parade go well and assumes that the things he's been feeling are all one-sided and she's been lying to him in order to get him to play Santa. And Grace tries to get him under- to understand, uh, but he calls her out on not doing anything for herself and just running her store and the parade because it was in her family. So they are officially mad at each other. And Ben is no longer going to be Santa. You know, he was going to be Santa for all of five minutes. So Ben... <laughs> Back at home, Grace is upset and heartbroken, of course. So she does the only thing that makes her truly happy, which is paint. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, She paints a picture of Ben as Santa with the kids from that morning. Um, When her friend comes to check on her, Grace realizes that maybe she really isn't living her best life and she needs to find some sort of balance. So Ben was right uh, so Ben goes over to his parents' house to say goodbye, because uh, he's not going to stay for the parade or Christmas or anything since, you know, he's also heartbroken. And he runs into Tom, and the two have a heart-to-heart where Ben finally realizes that his parents actually do love him unconditionally, and they are proud of him no matter what. <laughs> so self-realization all around. Grace is out dealing with parade stuff, including lying to the TV people that Ben is going to play Santa. (laughs) So much lies. Deception. Uh, Ben stops by her house to return the ugly sweater that he wore, and he sees her painting of him through the window and realizes that he does like being the occasional Santa. Aw, and he does want to do the parade. Aw. So right before the Santa float has to start its route, he jumps in, kicks out Clint, much to the pleasure of everybody, and the parade is now perfect. So after the parade, Grace and Ben finally admit that the other was right and they both need to balance their own dreams with their commitments to family businesses. Ben figures out what book he needs to write, which is, of course, a children's book about a town needing to find Santa, uh, and wants Grace to illustrate it. They kiss, and because one kiss means forever, we know their Christmas book is just the first of their many joint adventures. Cut to the following Christmas. Grace and Ben are signing copies of their book. It is a success, of course. Ben asks Grace to read the dedication, which he has changed basically to be a marriage proposal. Grace says yes. They kiss again, which is just proof of our podcast concept. It is a proof now. It is not a theory. (laughs) It is a proof. The end. universally acknowledged ah sorry that was really good (laughs) all right so finding fucking santa finding fucking santa okay uh so i would like to discuss location okay so i did uh, a lot of research and by a lot i mean like 
10 minutes. Uh, but, you know, of so Green River is not a real place, but based on, it's called Green River, so it must be on a river, which that it just has to be. The fact that the Green River Music Festival is on the Connecticut River, so I, I'm going to make the assumption that this is on the Connecticut River. We also know that they take I-95 at some point. So, I decided that Green River, Connecticut is probably at around where either Essex or Lyme is in Connecticut. Okay. That's about where we're talking. So, it's it's pretty close to, like, uh, the ocean. Like, not right on the ocean, not, like, beachfront, but, like, a few towns away, probably. So it's closer to get to I-95 than any other uh, uh, highways, but not on the beach. And it's on the Connecticut River. So, and and if it's there, they absolutely would take I-95 up to Boston. The issue is, um, they stop at the friend's house overnight. And I wrote down what he called it. Uh, he called it Worcester. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he meant Worcester. Yeah, I'm pretty because... sure he did too. <laughs> and so then I got very, I was like, wait, Worcester is like, I mean, it's technically south of Boston, but like, it's way more west of Boston than south of Boston. And then I thought, would you take I-95 to get to Worcester? And the answer is no. Anna. <laughs> I-95 goes up, like, the side of of the land. So, like, it, it, it doesn't go to Worcester. Worcester's way too far west. You would take, like... 84 or 90 or 395 but you would not take i-95 the amount of realism that you put into something that's like they probably the writers probably gave zero thought to just has well has always garnered my admiration and surprise (laughs) i just i i spent you know it mattered to me that I was like, this does not logically make any sense. Also, it that falls in with the, like, I don't understand how southbound roads can be closed. Or, sorry, northbound roads can be closed, but southbound not. Because generally roads are two-directional. So where does it stop? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk about the Santa school. Okay. First of all, is a thing. I mean, just like the fact that that's a thing, that it's a plot point, (laughs) is just so incredibly, I can't even put my finger on like the term. It's just ridiculous, but also so amazing. So um, I, I would like to know. Is this a nationwide training school? Do people come from across 
the U.S. to come here? Or is it just people in Green River, Connecticut? And if so, how many stores and, like, Salvation Army Santas are we training here? Is it an accredited university? (laughs) What are their qualifications? Is there a part-time option, and do they offer loans or some sort of scholarship fund for people who want to attend? And, And so I really was thinking, like, like you with, like, finding out where Green River was, I was thinking about their curriculum. I was... <laughs> and and the cool thing about this movie is they do go into some of their of, of their lessons. And um, so they do talk about that they have to learn a lot of languages, at least how to say Merry Christmas uh, yep. in every language. Um, I assume they also probably talk about how to stay chubby but still healthy so you can manage your life throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they have to be master cookie chefs. And perhaps okay. they take a fashion design class in red and white fleece. Mm-hmm. I think these are all Santa school classes. Okay. That would be well, happening. We know, we know from the movie that they definitely have a class on how to say ho, ho, ho. Yeah. And where you put the emphasis on which syllable. Um, and we also know that there are like, there's like a essentially a Santa Bible. And, and one of the things which does come into play at some point is that you can't uh, break character when you're in the Santa suit. So, like, you can't be you. You're Santa in the Santa suit. So if somebody tells you they love you when you're in the Santa suit, Santa basically is just like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> okay, can we talk? Let's just, let's just dive into that. So there's a, a moment. Like, these... these, these... Ben and Grace are full of just really stupid, insecure interactions with each other where, like, obviously the meaning is lost. So Grace tries to tell Ben that she loves him or something like that. Like, like she's so, so grateful. Yeah, while there's a child on his lap. And she's (laughs) like, don't you want to say anything to me? And he's like, I'm fucking Santa Claus right now. And then she gets all butthurt about it. And like, what did you expect? <laughs> right. Like, really? Like, you know, it's not even that he's just in the Santa suit. It's literally that there is a child there and you can't, you definitely can't break character when you're Santa and there's a child on your lap. No, because the child's going to be like, what about Mrs. Claus, you asshole? Yeah. <laughs> in those words. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, no, Um, so Santa School is legit. These are all the thoughts that I had about it. So, a few other quick things. First, I don't, I guess I don't take, like, Uber enough. Can you change your destination mid-ride? I think you can. Can you change it two hours away mid-ride? I don't, I don't think so. Can they Um, kick you out? (laughs) I didn't um I didn't research this, but this is this movie has echoes of other movies and a couple of them mm-hmm. are mentioning it across the universe. But there's this other Christmas movie with Maureen O'Hara that I think was like a Hallmark Hall of Fame or one of those kinds of things where she does get she hops into a cab um mm-hmm. and in New York City and is like I'm going to Canada and you have to take me with you have to take me because you have to do what I say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're allowed to be like, nah, I don't want to do that drive. Right. (laughs) Um, Along those lines, can I 
Can I talk to you about the conundrum of Ben just for a second? Because, okay, so Grace goes over to Ben, goes all the way to Boston to be like, yo, dude, I need you to be Santa for like a day. And he's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, I really have to concentrate on my writing. And they're in like a coffee shop and he like sits down and he's like obviously written nothing because like she looks and she goes, your title page is gibberish. You're fake typing. He's like, whatever. So he's still on the title page. He's so he's written nothing. He sits down on a coffee shop, but then like gets a notification to be a rideshare person so he can break his his writing cycle to go pick up people in a rideshare but he can't go a for a day to be santa so like what is the fucking difference i mean also like he keeps saying that christmas is like a great time for rideshare which i was like that can't be that true i don't know it just doesn't seem like he keeps like being like i can't like give up my ride sharing for like the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I just kind of was like, a lot of people are with their families and they're not going anywhere. Or like, it's drunk holiday parties, like they're going to their family. They don't want to drive back home. Yeah, but don't you think a lot of people like that's not Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? It's usually like a few days before. I I don't know. I mean, as someone who doesn't have a car, right? I don't either. I don't know. Like I couldn't decide if it was. But also, I don't celebrate Christmas, so I just couldn't decide if that was going to be legitimately, like, he's losing a lot of business by not being available. I think he makes a lot of bullshit excuses yeah. is the big thing. It's, 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 I can't do this because of this, and I can't do this because of this. It's like, you can't do it because you're a dick. Right. Also, like, it does mean that he was not planning on coming to visit his parents for Christmas. And I don't think he, they were made aware of that. <laughs> It seemed like that their relationship was um, like he's he's not been home for Christmas for a really long time. And then when he was there, they're like, you're not going to stay for Christmas. He's like, no, I got to be back. I'm too important for you. Being a writer in a coffee shop. Um, the other thing I think we need to just touch on for a second is um, when she paints her picture of <laughs> Ben and the children. Um, that's a photograph. Okay, I, I feel like I need to say something on mic so people understand my ex- my um, mm-hmm. uh, experience with this movie. We decided to do this movie because both Hannah and I liked it from the past or wanted to talk about it, but I couldn't find it anywhere in time to do this podcast. So I did watch a YouTube recording of it, and because of licensing things, like YouTube recordings are not good quality. So I couldn't see most of this movie <laughs> um it was it was the the quality of the movie was as if i was watching it with my glasses off um so most things like what that picture actually looked like i have absolutely no idea so i have nothing for pretty parade because i couldn't see the movie <laughs> okay um i i have a few but um yeah it's a, so it's, it'll a be on, all you. it's a photograph that's like you know like blurred out on the sides essentially oh. <laughs> You know, to make look painting-y. And, like, it, you know, like, even if she was so good that she could paint, like, a photograph, it is, it, it looks printed on canvas. So, like, you can kind of see the canvas through it, which uh-huh. definitely would not be the case if she was to paint like that. Also, she did it in an evening. So. <laughs> 
and it's big. It's a big like it's it. I would say it's easily like maybe like four by six feet. Like it's big. Maybe she's like the chick from Brush with Love who can just paint throughout the night and then like not sleep. Even so, that should take like months. It should. So anyway. Um, speaking of grace and things that are just not possible, let's talk about the money is no option. Okay. Um, thing. So there are, there are many times in this movie where she is saying to Ben, I, please do this thing for me. I will pay you. And it's, and it's things like, you know, drive me to Boston or, or, or drive me to Green River from Boston or this, that, and the other. Things that would probably at the end of the day cost thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah, her three so Uber my, rides to and from Boston. <laughs> yeah, and then the, there's a couple of things she was like, I'll pay you. So my question is, how much does this holiday store make like <laughs> I, I just don't I just don't see how um the, the business is sound if she no. keeps spending all of this money on a whim and I know at Christmas they'll probably be busy but it is also a small town in Connecticut where your family is probably only buying an ornament or a string of lights each Christmas right right it's it's I have no idea even if it's like they make it sound like it's a tourist destination of sorts but oh, like why? It has to be that 90% of their business is done in December. Yeah. So they must make millions of dollars <laughs> in December. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe since it has been around for 50 years, they own the property, so they're not paying, like, mortgage or anything or rent to anybody. But still, yeah. like, I don't buy it, Jody Sweden. No, it's... It's not really. Neither should you. Yeah. But also they need, they make it seem like this, this parade needs to be perfect because, you know, otherwise we're going to bankrupt the town by like our tourism will dry up. Was there anything else in the parade that I missed in terms of visuals? (laughs) Or is it just Santa? (laughs) I mean, there's, there's other things in the parade. There's like, I think like the high school marching band and like the fire trucks and stuff. Like it does have some other. But Macy's it is not. You oh know? no, it's not Macy's. Like, there's no like, humongo balloons. Gotcha. Or other like, I mean, in terms of performances, it's basically like, the cheerleaders or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, and like, it is like police and firemen and like the mayor like waving. Which I I started to think like, so who is on the sidelines here watching the parade? Everybody seems to be in it. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, actually. It's just like, who is this for? Yeah. Uh, So, uh, should we uh, jump into Hallmark Hallmarks? Yes, Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. So, I have a lot. Me, too. There's (laughs) a lot in this freaking movie. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. So, my first one is Her Name is Grace, which I decided was sort of seasonal. (laughs) Nice. Um, I have taking over their parents' business. Uh, and that the business is a Christmas-themed store. Yes. <laughs> um, there is Coco. Coco abounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's this. a bit of a workaholic, and so is he. Yes. And 
she has a Christmas obsession and he is tepid on the matter. You can't have two people who like <laughs> that, Christmas. That's true. Um, he sort of comes home to help a parent with what seems to be a relatively minor injury. Yes. <laughs> she paints. Mm-hmm. There is a lighting of the Christmas tree. Yes. Um, we have uh, a friend getting overly involved in a relationship slash a man has entered the picture, so he must then be a romantic interest. Yep. Um, this is a version of we must save the town. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the thing I was going to talk about. Okay. Famous family eggnog recipe or something like that. A famous family Christmas treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's just like my little side, my side thing. There's a moment where Grace makes eggnog for Ben. Mm-hmm. And she makes it, so it's non-alcoholic eggnog, just, just to let you know. And so she does the whole thing on the stovetop. She makes it, um, and she makes it in probably like 30 seconds. Oh, Which anybody who's made eggnog, like, knows it takes some time. Otherwise you get scrambled eggs and it's disgusting <laughs> and so then she makes it it's on the stovetop and she has him taste it fine taste but then the kids come in and they're like eggnog yum you want some sure she pours it into mugs and they drink it hot <laughs> so my question to you is hot nog i've never had eggnog uh really alcoholic or otherwise Oh, you're having alcoholic eggnog this year. I'm going right. to give it to you. All right. It, like, freaks me out as a concept. But... It's yummy. It's really yummy. It's just like ice cream. Same ingredients, pretty much. It's okay. All right. But that, not... that, that helps. But it should be cold, but okay. not icy. It shouldn't be hot. Hot nog is not a thing. Okay. All right. That's my famous family eggnog recipe. Okay. Um, they look each other up on the interwebs simul- simultaneously. I have that too. <laughs> um, cookie decorating. Mm. Um, they live in a world where dawn means something different. It is not dawn. It's like eh, 10, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll boil that down into time doesn't mean anything. No, time does not mean anything. Uh, snowstorm is a coming slash snowed in together. Yeah. Uh, they, something is overheard and feelings are hurt without anyone asking any questions. <laughs> yep. Um, I have the fact that she falls in love with him because he's good with children. <laughs> uh, there is an interrupted kiss. There is. There's also an ugly sweater party, which is kind of a newer Hallmark Hallmark for mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, there is deception in this movie. There's a lot of deception. Yeah. Um, there's also, very briefly, they we have a moment from the, the woman who is the TV producer. She says if she doesn't get the parade coverage, she will be fired. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't do this thing, you'll be fired is a Hallmark Hallmark. Um, and there is a one year later. And in that one year later, there is a public proposal wherein he says her whole freaking name. <laughs> I was very upset by that public proposal because it was public and he acted like he wasn't sure what her answer was going to be, but he had it printed in a fucking book. 
No, she acted like she wasn't sure. He shouldn't know what her answer should be. Yeah, yeah. He had it printed in a book, and she's like, but wait a minute. How did you know I was going to say yes? And if you have to ask that question, then you shouldn't be getting married. (laughs) We have talked about this so many times on this podcast, so I'm sorry if you guys feel like, "Mm, old territory. But obviously it's a trope, and if it's a trope, we have to talk about it. Yes. So I'm out. That was. I am out also. Okay. So, yeah, lots of Hallmark Hallmarks in that. This um, was probably, like, the most dense Hallmark Hallmark movie. It was it was a lot. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll do Pretty Parade because I know you don't have any. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are – I have three quick ones. One, at the coffee shop in Boston, um, there's a welcome sign that is carved out of wood, and I just thought it was quite pretty. Um Aww. Jody Sweeten has like a maroon pea coat that I was really into. And while it is not my personal style at all, I thought it was a very classy engagement ring. Someday I'll have to see it. I mean it's 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 like a square diamond with like diamonds around it. Like it it's uh, it's too big to me, but I like it felt very like stately and traditional. So nice. I was sort of like Good for you. Cool. Um, Across the universe. Go ahead. I know you have some. I have. Well, I talked about the one from Maureen um, O'Hara. But um, (laughs) the other one that I wrote down um, follows the, the, the idea that you can't be more than one thing especially at the holidays. Yeah. Um, meaning, like, he can't be Santa and a writer and a rideshare person all in one, and she can't own a Christmas shop and be a painter at the same time. Right. And um, I feel like that is... Um, the Across the Universe that I'm thinking of is a, a little uh, film called Christmas Festival of Ice, starring Taylor Cole, <laughs> where she is a lawyer. And she's doing something with the bar. I can't remember because it's been a while since we saw this movie. And I know we watched it together. Yeah. But she gets really into, like, making ice sculptures over the, the Christmas festival of ice or whatever. So much so that she stops being a lawyer because all she wants to do is concentrate on an ice sculpture. And it defines her. She's like, I don't think I want to be a lawyer. I think I want to sculpt ice. <laughs> and you're kind of like, great. But what about the other 50 weeks in the year. <laughs> right. It's okay to take a vacation every Christmas in order to do this. Also, this is a hobby, not a job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it that it, that just, for some reason, I, I started thinking about that. Um, so all or nothing thinking, I guess, is also a Hallmark Hallmark. But yeah. uh, I didn't have any, so. Cool. Cool. New and Noteworthy. Um, I think my new and noteworthy, it's not really, okay, Katie. So even though we have just like torn it apart in terms of Hallmark Hallmarks and all of the tropes that Mm -hmm. I think that it actually did a really good job of making all of those tropes organic. Like everything really happened for a reason, Mm -hmm. um, like getting snowed in, um, the ride share plot point, uh, I think that was kind of new. Sometimes these really come out of left field and like yeah. are forced into the movie, yeah. but I think this did a really good job of like making it. Yeah, nice. I think that's true. 
Um, so mine new and noteworthy was uh, at their friend's house. They sleep on like an L-shaped couch together. So they each have their own section, but their heads are kind of together. And it's the closest I've ever seen two Hallmark people sharing a bed. Ooh, yeah, you're right. I just, I thought that was interesting that, like, there isn't a guest room in this house, apparently. Like, you would have thought that she had a guest room and he was on the couch, but no, they're both on the couch. So. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a supporting shout out? I didn't. Everybody was fine. I want to shout out Clint. I feel like the table have, have turned Hannah and I'm the one that's really <laughs> liking the bad guys. Just because, so we talked about um, the proper uh, pronunciation or syllable emphasis on ho-ho-ho. And when Clint is trying, is being trained, he just goes, ho-ho-ho. <laughs> and and I it's just almost that like was... he can't hear the difference. No, he can't. And then his, so Clint is like the, the son of like the mayor who is his mom or whatever. I, yeah. yeah. And, and when he gets some um, thrown out at the parade, he just goes, mom, tell him who's Santa. I'm Santa. <laughs> He's like a 35 year old man. And I just thought it was the best. So shout Wait, out to he, Clint. He, he's a, he's a 35 year old man child who needs his mom, must be a Santa who loves football and must watch the, like, pregame. Like, it was unclear to me why he even wanted to be Santa because he clearly also wanted to be, like, at home on the couch watching a football game. It's He was exactly Paul Rudd in Parks and Rec. Like Yeah, yeah, he that, that's exactly what he is. That's he just so wants the power because, like, cool, but He's, I don't really want to do shit. I just want people to think that I'm awesome. Right, so. he, he is Bobby Newport. 100%. Yeah, thank you. I, I didn't remember the name. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, kiss meter. Kiss meter. Okay. I, they have a few kisses in this movie, but I grouped them all because they were all essentially the same to me. Um, okay. Because they're all like their final kiss, like the, like we're together now kiss, and then like we're engaged, and then the like, look, we are happy forever kind of kisses. You know, there was nothing until, like, the very end. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I thought they were all, like, the build-up to them. I thought the entrance into that kit. They're, they're sitting on a park bench. And she's like, let's start over. And she puts in the ride share. And he's like, you didn't put in a destination. And then she's like, how about right here? And she, like, leans in. So they kiss. And I thought that, like, it's super cute, super well-deserved. But it was very short. Yes. So it got a seven. That was exactly the exact same thing I wrote and the exact same score. <laughs> seven. I said it was it good. It was a good lean in. It, ha- it was it was really nice, like romantic tension. Yeah. But it was so short. So short. <laughs> but I I um I thought that their next scene like proposal kiss. I like I. I did rate that one. Mm-hmm. I gave it. I knocked it up to an eight. Okay. But it was ruined because he says, when she asked, how did you know that I would say yes? His response is, Santa knows all. Yeah, it's creepy and weird. Cringe <laughs> fucking worthy. Yeah. Oh, God. No. Ugh. So um, they probably knocked it to a six. Yeah. There you go. So, Katie. So, Hannah. Oh. <laughs> So, Katie, would you watch this movie? 
You know what? Yes, I would. I actually think this one is really, it's really cute. It's fine. Um, I, I, I like Jodie Sweden just fine. Um, I think she's kind of fakey a lot of the times. Like, I don't quite believe her. And the guy in this is really vanilla, and I already forget what he looks like. Um, he's pretty forgettable to me. But I think the love story is pretty solid. Um, and ultimately, it does boil down to how many Hallmark Hallmarks made it into the movies, and it wasn't as bonkers bananas as others are. So yeah. I think it's a testament to the writing of this one. <laughs> I'll say yes. How about you, Hannah? Uh, yeah, I think this movie is absolutely adorable. Um, I, I just, I, I do legitimately like this movie. I have seen it probably like four times. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is definitely one where I, I could see myself being like, yeah, I'll watch this. I'm happy to watch this movie. Like, um, and I agree. I there, Jodie Sweetin has a fake quality to her but I don't find it like grating in this movie and Eric Winter is very attractive like you're right he's very vanilla but also he's not hard on the eyes at all oh no but he looks like every other white guy so he's he leans a little bit more like Chad Michael Murray-esque yeah yeah like I'm I'm sure I would remember him in other things like that are not this genre like Mm. I think he does, like, a lot of action, like, uh, TV shows and things like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'd rec- remember him better, but... I don't know. I, I do enjoy... I, I like him. I think he's got a good... He, he does these pretty well, so... Yeah. Yeah. He's no Peter Porte. Or... Tyler Hines. <laughs> <laughs> no. But... I, I, I said Peter because I know I talk too much about Tyler Hines, so... <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, okay. Awesome. Cool. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Thank um, you for helping us find Santa. Yeah. Um, make sure you rate and review us on your podcasting app uh, <laughs> of choice. That'll be um, our Christmas in July present. Yeah. Um, we hope you're staying, staying sane and healthy. Um Make sure you follow us on Twitter at One Kiss Means Forever, where one and four are numerical, and Instagram and Facebook and yeah, so. yeah. And you can email us at One Kiss Means Forever at gmail dot com, and that is all spelled out like it is on the logo. Uh, and as always, thank you to Flint Posters for our intro outro music. You can find us stuff on SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, so yeah, uh, we will see you next time, everybody. Merry July Christmas, everybody. Bye. Bye.